710, we'll call this meeting to order. Commissioner Dillard. Present, sorry, I had issues with my computer. Excellent. Uh, Commissioner Johnson. Here. Commissioner Krebs. Here. Commissioner Rivera. Here. Commissioner Merritt. Here. And Commissioner Harris. Here. Next, we'll have the reading of the Native American Land Acknowledgement. I guess I will do that. <laughs> We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dis, uh, dispossess indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Uh, next will be approval of the meeting minutes from December 1st. Do we have a motion to approve? Do we have a second? Yes, second. Then properly moved and seconded to approve the minutes from the December 1st meeting date. All those in favor say aye. 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 One opposed? Anyone abstaining? Motion carries or motion passes, excuse me. Okay, next um, public comment of items not on the agenda. There's no one in the building, anybody online? Okay, I think we'll move on to the next. Um, so the Iowa City, Iowa City School District Elementary School performance incident. That's just the agenda. Whole <laughs> packet, Stephanie. You just it's, have the agenda, but there's more in the packet. Do we open it up to public comment? Uh, for that number six. Yes. Um, Yes, open up to public comments. Anybody online like to comment? Okay. Those sitting here, um, I'm assuming you had a chance to look at the letter that was written. Any thoughts you'd like to bring up? Well, I would say that with all these different testimonies, well, it's kind of disturbing. And I kind of browsed through some of the stories and they kind of disturbing them. And some of this has to be true. Maybe all of it. Because this is a lot of testimony. 
And I really hope that. Well, it's testimony, so you can't call people testimony not true, but I really wish this wasn't true because some of this that I'm reading is disturbing. Um, so I support the letter, uh, obviously, um, and I've had uh, some interactions with uh, the school district. So um, I attended one of the equity committee meetings and um, they're aware of what happened. They were really supportive. And um, Eliza Proctor, who is the executive director of the elementary school, she called me. She's my um, kid's old principal at Lemmy. She's always been pretty helpful. So she called me and, and talked to me about uh, the situation and, and the school district does seem to be um, really supportive and open. Um, so I hope that continues. So when you say supportive, what is, does that mean? Um, so they are waiting for the letter to see what, um, you know, we're recommending um, to help rectify the situation. Um, so... We'll see how that goes, but um, the communications have been open and okay. very supportive at this time. Do they offer anything on their own? Um, so when I spoke with, uh, they did not offer um, specific plans. Um, they are asking for recommendations or like basically how can we make this right? How we, can we make it better? Um, and I guess, in my opinion, that's the, that is an appropriate way to handle the situation at this time, because as far as I know, they don't have um, indigenous leadership. Okay. Um, so I, I felt that was appropriate. Okay. So we'll see um, once we, once we have the letter and have the action steps and things, we'll see how things go. Okay. Good. This is Commissioner Rivera. I um, echo Commissioner Harris's thoughts. It's it's, it's really hard um, because I have um, a lot of respect for the letter writers and for the stories that they've shared with not only us but City Council, the school district, our community. Um, uh, it takes a lot uh, to open up and be willing to share stories and testimonies like this. Although um, I do thank them. Uh, I, I mentioned this. Um, prior to us calling the meeting, um, but stories like these are exactly what what this commission was set up to hear, um, and I think that these provide a really um, good small example um, for the fact that there are truths in our community that not, have not yet been discovered or um, regarded or respected, um, and that need to be brought to the fore um, so that um, our community can respond appropriately. Um, so I, I thank the letter writers for their bravery, and that includes um, two of our own commissioners. Um, so thank you. Um, I I think that um, there have been some um, some recommendations um, that were included at the bottom of the letter. Um, I can count. Uh, the recommendation that um, teachers and affiliated teaching staff receive the book Rethinking Columbus, the next 500 years. I can see the recommendation um, that uh, if the school board cannot afford it, that um, there be supported funding um, from another source. 
Um, I see the recommendation for anti-racism training, um, specifically for understanding indigenous peoples and their cultures, um, for that to happen annually. Um, and I um, also see a recommendation for um, a proper Indigenous Peoples Day celebration. Um, and, and so I, I think that as a commission, um, one of the best ways for us to support um, the primary indigenous voices who came up with these testimonies and are, you know, community-minded individuals um, who um, have voiced what they hope to see. I think that we as a commission can um, make a fairly simple recommendation, which is that um, we support um, the recommendations made by the letter writers and we can make that recommendation or um, statement to the city. Um, so, somehow finessing that but that's i'm going to be um, moving towards a motion something along those lines after further discussion i see a hand hello hi this is sakalis hi can you hear me yeah yeah I wanted to apologize for being late. I was in a very important meeting that ran over. Um, I was trying to get off and get on here in time. Uh, thank you for reading the letter and I'm just so sorry I'm late. Um, can someone catch me up just really quickly? We've really only started um, the discussion on this topic. Um, oh, great, okay. Um, yes. You're not missing too much. Your time is perfect. Um, your time is perfect, <laughs> and you don't necessarily need, you don't need to apologize. Um, we know that you're such a change agent in our community, so thank you for hopping on here as soon as you could. I should still be on time. Sorry about that. Thank you. <laughs> um, did you have anything to contribute, uh, Commissioner Nobis? Um, well, thank you for reading the letter. Um, as you can see, it has the testimony from I think about four of us on there at the moment. I believe there's um, four, yeah, and different different incidences as well as you as you can see. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for uh, proposing that the TRC back the letter. And um, I know the TRC was going to write their own letter as well. Our, the letter writing just kind of went in this direction, as as you can see. Uh, it became more of like Indigenous peoples writing a letter. Uh, and I, then I thought, yeah, it'd be great. Like maybe we'll just write this letter from the indigenous peoples of Iowa city, which seems more fitting in a way. Right. Um, in terms of testimony and then, um, have you, um, back it if you're willing to. Yeah, I, uh, this is uh, commissioner Marion. I was thinking of, yes, responding because since the letter was addressed to us, as well as the other agencies that we would respond in especially in support of um, a lot of your recommendations and calling out, I mean, the school district and whoever that, you know, this needs to change. And this is how we would like that change to go forward. So, and the letter was wonderful. I thank you so much for, um, you know, putting so much effort into that. Well, yeah, I mean, I just did the bones and honestly, the testimony is the important part. And that's thanks to Marie and, and Eloise and Alicia. Um, so, yeah, I guess the question is like, and so, you know, I was, I was wondering like whether I, we should have you on there because like literally, um, you know, the, the TRC is the problem, right? But I thought let's add them because then they know that the TRC knows, right? Um, and then also I was considering putting the Human Rights Commission on there. Um, I'd love some, uh, you know, advice on that if you're interested. Um, and, you know, 
that's really where we're at. I mean, uh, Marie and I are um, ready to go to the next board meeting on the 10th. Um, I'm about to send an email out to um, like the local Indigenous folks uh, to show up as a group. And, um, you know, we hope TRC members, if you can make it, that would be great too. And um, the, the next step after that is to also meet with the diversity committee, which we've sort of been uh, setting up. I mean, I, and Marie can talk more to that. Um, and I believe that uh, Eloise uh, already met with them for like, and so they know. Uh, I don't know if it's the same diversity committee though. I, I do have to figure that out. Um, is that the so, meeting you know, that I attended, Sakawas? Yes. Okay, so that was the equity committee, um, and I spoke on that. Uh, I, I let everyone know that um, we've had, you know, very, people have seemed very supportive and open, um, and Commissioner Mayor asked a good question of what steps have, have the school taken Um they they are actually waiting for like our letter uh, to come through. From my standpoint, um, I felt it was appropriate for them to ask for our input as I don't know of any indigenous uh, leadership in the school district. So that was, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I mean, you're right. I don't think there is. And that's what the diversity and equity committee is supposed to take care of. Um, so yeah, we just need to meet with them next and um, just keep going. And, you know, the, the thing I want to make sure we don't do is turn this into like a contentious, like, you know, cancel culture kind of thing, trying to get people fired kind of thing. Like, right. I'm really hoping that we can create a better culture um, in the school district and in Iowa City in general uh, concerning how Native people are treated. And um, that's the whole point of this. So, you know, I'm really hoping to see the school district and the city of Iowa City step up. And if they don't step up, then we can talk about <laughs> being upset, like really upset, you know. Um, we're giving them a chance, essentially. And we're giving them a very, very wide open arms open kind of chance honestly because like we could have taken this went into social media you know got really like upset about it and flipped out and like you know just really made a huge like social media spectacle of it and gone to the media right away but like you know i really want to see if we can work together and like that's the better way to do things and so um like that's that's what i'm really hoping to see yeah i just want to kind of reflect on the fact that um the, the letter was written and I just really commend all of you uh, and, and kind of communicating exactly that tone, uh, Commissioner, that you were kind of mentioning of, you know, of avoiding this idea of uh, making accusations and saying there are these certain bad actors in the system and we need to take them out. No, the recommendations, right, are we need to add positive value to our Indigenous community and here are very concrete ways that you can do that. And I, I, again, I think that there's just a lot of really good elements uh, for us to use as, as examples examples as this commission moves forward. Um, one question that I have is, is this a draft of the letter um, or is this, um, is this finalized? It's, it's not necessary. I mean, it's, it's, we've sent it out to a couple people, but like, honestly, I'm sure it could use a few edits. <laughs> yeah. One, one reason I'm asking that is because, you know, if it's not 
finalized. I'm not sure if we can make um, a recommendation on it, but I mean, I don't know, Stephanie, if we can say uh, the text as we've received it, we support the recommendations and requests that are included. Would, would that suffice? Oh, yeah, we we can say it's finalized. I mean, if anything's edited, it'll just because there's a spelling mistake, like. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So you're um, wondering whether we can actually now respond to, yeah. th if this is the final yeah, we've received letter this as a letter, form, and, and if the letter is going to go to the school, then we can yeah. move on. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then I'm sure, Marie, you'd probably want to respond right now, too, before they start talking about, I guess, you know, supporting it. Yeah, I, I don't, I think, I don't have anything else to add. I support the letter. It's fabulous. I know you wrote it while you were so sick. And I just think that's amazing. And you do great work. So I appreciate that you put the letter together and um, appreciate the support. Uh, um, and I also speaking, uh, you know, I guess to add to what you were saying about this being a learning experience, um, uh, Mrs. Proctor, the executive director of the elementary schools con called me personally. And, and that was the sentiment I, I, you know, expressed also, like, I want this to be a learning experience. I don't think anything was malicious. Um, and she was, seemed really supportive and said, we can reach out to her too. Yeah. And when we go to the school board, like, yeah, it, I don't want it like, we don't, I just, we're going to read our letter and we're just, I hope we can, I hope we can convince them to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we, if we propose it as these are some things that they can um, look into certain educational um, resources, people uh, they can bring into the school district. I think it's mentions about maybe once a year that they do something specific to the indigenous community and whatever. And then we talk about the um, the books that they could actually put into the curriculum on a regular basis. I think if we're very specific to what that they can do rather than leaving it too open-ended, um, I think they might be pretty receptive to that. What do you think? That'd be great. Yeah. Um, just give me one sec. <laughs> See you. <Aww. laughs> Sorry. Is that your so, important meeting? Yes, <laughs> yes, going to see your papa. So sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but, that's the one sorry, reason. Sorry, I have I a lot of. Oh. Oh, you go on. I have a lot of follow-up questions as they're coming to me, so hopefully people don't mind. Um, uh, one maybe separate request um, that we can kind of ask of these. Um, I know that you guys are planning to like present it like the school board meeting and all of these things, but I wonder if we as a commission um, could recommend to like city officials um, and ICCSD um, board officials that they have like a private meeting with you guys to discuss some of these recommendations in further detail. Um, one thing um, that I'm trying to anticipate, right, is um, for example, the recommendation like um, invest in proper Indigenous People Day celebration. Um, you know, I, I think that with a recommendation like that, they would be eager to hear what's lacking and what needs to be added to a celebration um, or like what you, you as an, a community or what the community might envision for uh, a celebration like that. And and so um, I don't want them to just like receive this letter and take off running and um, start making their own decisions because I want 
want them to be in communication with, with the community um, that's mm -hmm. uh, involved. Um, so would that be along in the spirit of kind of what you guys are hoping for? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and honestly, I don't want to like I don't want to forget like anybody to forget this isn't just about the Iowa school, um, the Iowa City school district, right? This is also about the city of Iowa City and the harms that have been perpetrated as well, which is more in line with what we're doing right here with the TRC. And um, like, I'm going to testify right now, <laughs> actually, about the city of Iowa City. I should have put it on the letter. Um, you know, like, it's ex it's almost like it's expected that like a small nonprofit like us, Great Plains Action Society, would have to come in and apply for like a measly $5,000, right? And make an Indigenous Peoples Day happen and raise the rest like somehow, somewhere, um, and then do all the labor and work to make it happen. And then like, what does the city, how, how does, what, what happens, what does the city get? Well, they benefit from it, right? They benefit from the diversity, the, the culture that we're bringing into it. Um, and then, you know, uh, as Iowa City is, like, obviously, they, they, they want to look good, they look good, right? Um, so, you know, Johnson County has stepped up and created a diversity, um, equity and inclusion committee, and has promised me that they're going to, you know, work with GPOS this year to do an Indigenous Peoples Day event. And like, honestly, I'd love to see the city of Iowa City, like step in and just help make it happen and not rely on the labor of like a, you know, a small Indigenous organization that's doing work across the entire state and Nebraska um, to make this happen, you know, like, sorry, I feel like I'm going a little bit off book um, in terms of like what we're asking, but like you really reminded me just now of how little the city has put into um, the inclusion and the upliftment and the empowerment of Indigenous peoples in this city, and even just the recognition, like there's such an erasure and lack of recognition of Indigenous peoples here, even though we're a small population, like this is stolen land, right? This is like the stolen land of the Sac, the Fox, and uh, the Iowa. And so like, it would be nice to at least, you know, have a Indigenous Peoples Day celebration um, instead of just the proclamation, which is frankly super easy to do. And, um, you know, I'm and, and I'm saying this right now, obviously, like, you know, just being brutally honest, but like, I'm hoping it comes off in the best possible way. Like, I'm saying this so that the city can hopefully hear me um, and, and want to, like, you know, correct this, like this path that they've been going down for years. And, um, yeah, like make it just just, you know, give us a day too, you know. Um, you know, I, I love Juneteenth. I love Latin, uh, Latin fest. And, um, you know, let's, let's also uplift like the original peoples of this continent. That's impressive that the Johnson County has already gone forward with this. Maybe the city and the county could do a collaboration to do a joint event or something. It would be great. Yeah. And the TRC, you know, maybe we can, you you know, we can all back this and we can just say, yeah, this is a great idea. And yeah, great. I also like, and I love the idea of us having a meeting uh, with them and proposing things like much greater than what is just in that letter. So thank you very much, uh, Commissioner. Um, I just have a clarification question, Mohammed. I have a clarification question on um, the testimony 1D. 
So just that last sentence about the same class, she engaged me in an over 15 minute conversation that lasted until the end of the period about me being overly defensive. Uh, do we know it's like, was this conversation in front of the entire class, like outside in the hallway or just them two or inside the class, I but can, just speaking together? I can clarify that. Um, in the, I can clarify that with uh, the person who wrote it and then just add it in there. I, Cause I don't know. But that's yeah. that's a good um, question. Yeah, just want to add, I'm not saying that to try to mission anyway, it's just asking for just more context in terms of just wondering, like, was this person, you know, kind of having an argument back and forth with the teacher in front of like every single kid in the class? Because yeah. that's like, wow, that's um, sounds much worse. That's a great catch. I will, um, if it's okay with the TRC or Stephanie, I, can I add that in there? If just that clarification? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so I don't want to keep too much time on this. I mean, um, Marie, do you have anything to add? No, I, th I think uh, that was a great question, Mohammed. Uh, I have a quick question. She said um, there's going to be people going to the school board meeting on the 10th, which is just next, what day is it? Yes, yeah, so next Tuesday. Um, six o'clock at 1725 North Dodge Street will be the school board meeting. Okay. I am, this is Commissioner Rivera. I am currently drafting um, a recommendation. Um, I'll just need a, a few more minutes on it if we want to move over, move on to another agenda item and then come back to this um, mm -hmm. for a motion. I think that would be allowed. I'm okay with that. Just want to give a clarification on the um, location that 1725 North Dodge Street. So that is the Iowa City Community School District's kind of like headquarters building. Uh, that helps people find it a little easier. Like near ACT? Yeah. That area? Okay. This Commissioner Johnson, I just like to thank you as well for uh, writing this out. This is pretty clear and easily able to be comprehended and uh sad it really is reading through it and seeing that we're still having these small not even small let me reword that having these issues they that because by far it's not small and uh i really appreciate you uh taking the time to do this and i support it wholeheartedly so thank you We'll, uh, we'll move on to the next item and then we'll come back <laughs> just so um facilitator services proposal yeah that i was just going to provide an update on okay that. okay thank you um so since you last met which would have been the uh december 1st the city reached out to the consultants to see if they would consider um merging the different proposals into one um, we heard back from them this week, and they um, would like to keep it how it was presented to the TRC. And so what we will be doing moving forward then, and I do want to um, mention that we realize city staff, the consultants, that time is of the essence um, on, on getting this in front of council. But uh, so we'll be working on um, 
the scope of services, basically the agreements for, for each consultant and the general terms and conditions that the city requires in order to contract um, with a consultant. And once we get those drafted, we will send those to each consultant for their review, approval, and hopefully signature. Sometimes there is kind of back and forth on minor changes in agreements. But once we get those signed agreements back from each of them, then um, the city would like to bring the signed agreements back to the TRC to make sure this is you know, what you want and this is what you want to recommend to council. And then if you approve that after reviewing all the agreements, then it would go on the next council agenda. As of right now, how many so how many agreements have to be drafted? At this time, there would be four. You know, in the future, it looks like from some of the proposals, there might be additional parties that are brought into this process. But at this um, time, it's four. Um, Stephanie, I had a quick question. Um, why did the city um, propose that they all um, merge? Um, I, I think they were kind of concerned about um, oversight. Um, it, most of the time when you enter in a consultant agreement, um, if there's multiple parties, you have one main consultant who then um, is kind of responsible for, for the progress in the success of the agreement or the project that is being um, contracted for. And, and so I think it was just really trying to, it, there's nothing, I wanna make sure that I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with four proposals separately being um, approved and sent to the city council. It just, you know, for I think from the city's perspective, based upon experience, they have found it easier to to have one agreement that encompasses all the facilitators, but you have an under, it's kind of like subcontracting. So, you know, and, and so it's easier to have this contractor who, you know, is making sure that everybody is doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and making sure that the deliverables and the scopes of services are, are being completed and completed in a timely manner. And um, thanks for that response. And so do you have an anticipated date if everything goes perfectly, how soon we could get it in front of city council? Um, so if if everything that the goal date is for, we would have the agreements for the for each of you to review on your first meeting in February. And so that means that we wouldn't be able to put it before city council until at least the middle of February, if not the end of February. Um, let me look at the calendar to see. Um, actually, it looks like you would meet on the second. And so the council would meet on the, the seventh. And so I think that it can probably be, you know, placed on that agenda on the seventh. But this is all, you know, with the understanding that everything is moving the way we hope it does so that we can get it to you on the first. But this is assuming that it gets drafted, it gets presented to each of the facilitators, they get back to the city attorney with whatever the recommendations to the final 
whatever, you know, edits they have or suggestions for changes that just, you know, and they may not have any, but um, I, I mean, I have no reason to believe that the consultants aren't as eager as each of you are to, to keep this momentum going and to keep moving forward. And so I, you know, I, I don't really see there being a lot of hiccups at, at that point. I see that V has her hand raised. So do you want to then go to public comment now? Uh, yes, that's fine. Okay. Sorry about that. Hi, hey, yeah. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, I just um, thank you so much for you know having this on the agenda and appreciate the update. I just wanted to reiterate what um, Stephanie just said. You know, we are just as eager to get started and everybody has it like highest on their priority to be as responsive to the city. Um, I do want to say in the conversation that we had um, with the city, you know, we had in the proposal just wanted to keep it the way it was um, because that's how we felt comfortable. And, you know, to the um, city manager friends credit, you know, he also acknowledged that, you know, there is some of, you know, the white culture saying that we want everything as neat and tidy as possible. Um, and so he, he acknowledged that, which I just wanted to put out there was really impressed with that, you know, there's an acknowledgement that like, even within this process, there are things that we are working against. And so, um, wanted to relay that and that we had a really great conversation, um, with the city and feel really good moving forward. Um, and that it is highest on our priority. So just wanted to say that and answer any other questions people have. Thank you for that, V. I don't have any questions. Great, thank you. Um, I guess I have one quick question. Um, and just in terms of the status of each of the groups, um, just kind of wondering where we're at with uh, Eduardo's group in that side, and then also uh, Larry's group in their side, since you know we're typically hearing from yourself Angie. Yeah, so we are meeting. Um, we still, I think it's honestly the holidays kind of kicked in there for everybody. Um, but yeah, I, I have been in communication. Annie is out of town. Um, and so our local team is holding it down, but we are in constant communication with them. So everybody's in, you know, good, good standing. Um, just I think with the holidays also kind of got a little screwy, but um, yeah, feel very confident that we're all on board. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Is there any other public comment? We're in present, okay. So go on to the next item, do you think? I'm revealing Steph Stephanie the text of what I just written down. Um, if you can um, would you would you be able to put it up on the screen if I do email it to you? Um, sorry, I'm sending it right now. Hmm. 
Yeah, we're going back to item six. You sent it via email, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm just I okay. Just, it hasn't okay. shown up yet. Okay. Um, Should we go to eight and then go back to six? Sure. Okay. Okay, so we will go to right. um, item eight and then we'll go back to six. Um, I think that, that's really baby, isn't it? Okay. All right, so um, I guess now we're on agenda. Item number eight, a practical guide to planning collaborative initiatives to advance racial equity section, uh, edition 2022 discussion. So this is uh, that book that we were sent by the Divided Community Project out of um, Ohio State. And um, I think we had talked uh, before, uh, well, when we had met last about kind of just looking to go through this booklet and trying to just learn as much as possible from it, or at the very least going through the booklet and looking to take some notes um, and the best learnings that we could find. Uh, in terms of the first section here, um, on my way over, I had uh, actually emailed uh, to both the ad hoc truth email. So for everybody to receive and also to Stephanie, uh, my notes for the first chapter itself. Um, so I wasn't sure if everyone had had a chance to, to get uh, to read it all, but wanted to at least provide my notes for that first section if that was helpful. Um, provided them in both uh, bullet point format. Bullet point format is just kind of a little shorter, about six bullet points. And then kind of just uh, another summary right under that just more of a sentence structure, just kind of help people that maybe are in the public and wondering what this whole thing is about. And also for commissioners, uh, in case you just haven't had the time uh, to go through it. But for the main learnings that were coming out of it, um, for that second section in sentences, I was just sure to bold uh, some of the main things that I'd seen and also just put some things in italics, but some of the things that I had read in there were about how uh, the initiatives that they were studying and looking at were deferring in terms of how they were structured or how they're approaching things, but there were some commonalities that were seen, um, especially with the ones that were more for the truth and racial healing commissions that the implementation was typically over several years. And then another one was that um, many of the initiatives also claim to offer opportunities for all while remaining steadfast and recognizing that people and communities have different starting points. You know, every community, different frames of reference act and actively dealing with these very topics. So another thing to keep in mind, then uh, some key components uh, of these commissions were that, or these task forces, were that they're inviting community members and public officials to work together um, some of the main differences in how they were structured as well were um, how they're actually persuading existing government officials and community leaders to offer support rather than identifying officials from a prior regime for prosecution or amnesty. So 
I just wanted to include that in there for all of us to really think about in terms of our goals and how we look at this. But then another thing that I found really striking in there was that the initiatives prioritized immediate changes um, and really had a leaning on increasing public understanding and a clear path to action. So that clear path to action was something that was uh, really striking there, uh, really just making sure that that was um, not an afterthought and more of something that you were thinking about uh, in the beginning stages and then coming back to, you know, throughout the process. And another thing was uh, focusing on creating a shared narrative of the past, promoting healing, creating a record of historical and current inequities. So when we're looking at uh, our charges, um, just wanted to make sure that people didn't think that it really only had to lean specifically on past occurrences. So also glad that, you know, seeing in this actual agenda here that we're actually looking at current occurrences. One of them in here was just named as December 6th, uh, for example, uh, just last month as an occurrence. Um, and then in order to achieve lasting change, another thing that was said in there was that it was important and imperative for these initiatives to have the support of government officials and to have a plan for implementing the recommendations again. So plans may be concrete or fluid, but again, is important that they're focused in the beginning stages rather than being an afterthought. It's also crucial for the initiatives to engage diverse communities and to address intersectionality. So those are just some quick notes uh, that I just gathered there. I uh, just didn't wanna make it overly too long. Additionally, this was, this first chapter wasn't really the whole meat of it. It was more of an intro and then that part of the executive summary too that I was including in there. Um, the next one, uh, chapter two. So I'll, I'll just include notes for that one ahead of our next meeting, but that's more of the planning stage. So planning the initiative. So that's why I just kept pointing out again in there how they talked about the planning being part of the initial stages because you can even see in the summary and how the book is actually structured it's structured in such a way that it's going through kind of step-by-step step of how you should be looking at the process and planning the initiative being a core part of all of it. Um, and when you look at the lengths of the actual chapters themselves, the planning the initiative is, I think, um, tied for being the second longest section. Uh, I'm tied for being the longest section alongside, wait, no, actually, yeah, it, it is the longest section. Yeah. And then the second longest section would be the developing a coalition for change. So again, Jeff, it's completely in the structure there. Um, more of them are uh, remedying past injustice and sequencing initiatives in coordination with promotion of change hearts and minds with healing. Then that last one before the conclusion, it's a shorter page, is about the continuance of the implementation, the assessment, and the accountability. So looking at each stage of the process, making sure that kind of kind of just skimmed a little bit of the other sections, didn't read those in full, but pointing out the structure again to just show that uh, the book is really laid out in a way that is trying to walk you through that process to get you as close to success or following a successful pathway based on all these other groups that were studied as possible. I like the idea we were talking about um, not just dealing with you know past items, but looking at the future is a matter of being reactive to things in the past and instead of being proactive to stop things from happening in the future. Because I'm sure a lot of us can see 
you know, we could see what could happen in the future. And if we can stop it from happening, that would be, you know, the better course. So I like that. Uh, I want to add as well, just, um, yeah, in no way am I saying uh, disagreeing with the stopping aspect, but I want to just say for the public or anyone that listens to this or sees the notes that um, I don't believe you can stop everything, you know, bad from occurring, but um, having, again, how it names in here, just that shared historical perspective and having that historical record will, yeah, give you that framework to at least be able to deal with it in the best way possible and deal with it again as a community rather than coming at it from a very fragmented standpoint, everyone kind of doing their own thing, not really understanding what's going on, some people being invested, others not. And um, yeah, that main point in, in there again about ha having that backing of public officials or at least some kind of uh, you know close narrative or tie with them, you know, to to be able to you know get the word out a little better or to have those checkpoints while you're working on different solutions. Well put. So I just wanted to follow up. So um, Chastity was kind enough to allow me to send her the email and she's gonna share her screen. And I apologize for the hiccup, but I am logged in as just a general city account. And so I would have to go out and restart everything to re-log in as myself. So, but lesson learned. And <laughs> next time I will log in as myself and not use the generic login. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> So were we done with um, section eight or section eight. <laughs> part eight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get rid of section eight. We're done with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I didn't, you know, put this, ask to have this on here to say we had to have some very long discussion on it by okay. any means. Just wanted to make sure uh, I just had the notes available for records and just letting people know about you know, what I found in that first chapter in, in that executive summary. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say something real quick. Uh, first, thanks, um, Commissioner Traore, for um, pushing us to, you know, dive into the literature that we're being given. It's very important. And I, I do um, love the summary that you gave us. So um, I am looking forward to having further discussions as we move forward in our meetings. Yeah, I think it's absolutely um, crucial for our commission to um, be doing the homework, right, and keeping ourselves accountable to be in keeping with some of the lessons that other processes have already learned, right? We can also chart our own path, but it's really helpful to hear how uh, of the models that other um, commissions or, uh, or, or um, councils have um, uh, followed um, in, in similar kind of goals that we have. Um, so thanks, uh, Mo, for taking us through this. And I, I did appreciate reading through a lot of the sections. Some of them really hurt because I wish <laughs> I wish that we had read some of these lessons before some of <laughs> some of the ups and downs that we this commission has experienced. But um, I'm glad that uh, the Divided Community Project is putting this out. Um, and, you know, it makes me excited that, you know, uh, as members of this commission, perhaps we too can kind of... Um, you know, once our process is further along or done, uh, you know, 
we can share some of the lessons learned from our perspective so that other community members can um, enact uh, similar movements and projects, so. Commissioner Johnson, I just, I, I would like to say, uh, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it and correct history. So uh, yeah, good stuff. Very true. Rock. Was there anybody in the public that had any comment? Okay, then let's go back to number six. <laughs> All right, so um, I'll first uh, read what I have drafted and then open it up to discussion and then uh, we can make a motion, um, yes or no, uh, to make this recommendation later. Um, but uh, whereas the Iowa City Ad Hoc Truth and Reconciliation Commission has received a letter with the subject, re ongoing racial discrimination toward in, towards indigenous people sanctioned by the City of Iowa City and the Iowa City Community School District, the commission recommends that the City of Iowa City and ICCSD support the requests made by members of our indigenous community in this letter. These requests include, but are not limited to, funding the provision of more educational resources to teaching staff in ICCSD, such as the book Rethinking Columbus, providing annual anti-racism training to educators and city officials for better understanding of indigenous peoples, and planning and enacting a community celebration for Indigenous Peoples Day. The commission also recommends that city officials and ICCSD leaders meet with the letter writers for more collaboration on how best to execute these actions so as to include input from indigenous from indigenous community members moving forward open to thoughts or suggestions uh this is commissioner johnson again i just want to say i want to re-clarify again i am at the end of a fast right now and that was a very slip up of words in saying anything as little this is a huge deal and we really I really appreciate what you are working on and what you have brought. And I agree with, I agree with this. Absolutely. So just want to say that again, I was waiting until the announcements because I really wanted to drive that back. But now that we're back here, I just wanted to say that again. And yes, this is appreciated. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's like you were in my head. <laughs> really no it's like it's very concise i think you hit every point that we had, you kind of talked about um and it's a very you know supportive way i i was very good and you just did it on the fly notes app baby <laughs> it's really great thank you very much So um, if the chair and vice chair are okay with it, I'll go ahead and make a motion to send this recommendation to the city. And, and city and the, school district. Can we send it to the school district? <laughs> Is there a mechanism for doing that? Yeah, I believe so. I okay. believe they have, I mean, it would be no different than like sending it to city council if they don't have like the default um school district where it goes to every member you would just have to you know send it to each of them individually so amended motion <laughs> um, uh, i move to send this recommendation um, to the city and to the uh, iowa city community school district we have a second second it's been properly moved and seconded to send a letter to the Iowa City Council 
in the Iowa City Community School District Board of Directors. All those in favor say aye. 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 Anyone opposed? Anyone abstaining? <clears throat> Motion passes 8-0. Thank you. Is this let is this something we can bring to the meeting next Tuesday? It's like when well, Sakawas and I go. Will they have the letter that we're referencing by that point? Are you were you planning to send it prior, Sakawas, or bring oh, it? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about this here. Uh, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. I was just gonna show up and read it, but we probably should if we want it on the agenda, right? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't I don't think that way. My mind doesn't work in that colonial style. Sorry. <laughs> and and I don't know how their agendas are. So they may not just even have a line item for correspondence. So even if it's sent to them before the meeting, that doesn't mean it would be on their agenda or, or that they would, you know, discuss it. Just it so. might be too late to add it too, right? Because we uh, don't, we have to get things in like way ahead of time. Like I don't even know what the timeline is for our stuff. You know, I don't, I don't know the structure of the school board in terms of public getting things on their agenda. Um, yeah, I mean, for city council, really, the public doesn't. You know, you can talk at items not on the agenda, but the public really doesn't have the authority to compel the city to to place or for the city council to place something on their agenda but i'm, I'm not familiar with the school district so I, i'd suggest if you can could mail it beforehand and then i mean i'm i'm going to try to get on them uh with you guys on and show up at the meeting but yeah so at least that someone will know about it before um the school board meeting but i think that'd be great and then we can follow up right afterwards this is Muhammad again. I do know in terms of the public comment, uh, they provide sheets at the beginning of um, other meetings, like sheets of paper where you can like write down your name, uh, what you want to address them about or talk about, and they like put it in a box, and then they just call each person up individually to just, I can't remember the exact length of time. Uh, last time I was there, it was a little over a year ago, but it's like three minutes. Like three, they give you three minutes to talk, I think. I was there with you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was for, yeah, for the school board, at least. Um, so everyone does get a chance to speak on, you know, wh whatever you need to address them on. Well, just so we're not limited to three minutes. Yes. We'll get it to them ahead of time. And then if we have to wait till the 24th, then we'll wait till the 24th. So is this being sent to, are you guys going to send this, you're going to send this to them, right? Or we are. I'm saying you because I'm kind of abstaining from your split personality. Yeah. Now that like the, the commission has made this uh, motion and passed the recommendation, um, I know typically staff will send it to city council. Um, does one of us need to send it to the school board? Well, uh, okay. So th this is the for in terms of the city council seeing this, doing the routine procedure. This, after I do the um, draft minutes, it would put as their recommendation, I put yes, and then I put the recommendation there. But technically council wouldn't see that until there's draft minutes and those draft minutes are placed in their information packet. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, I can okay. shoot for, for next Tuesday to, to have it in their information packet. But um, in terms of the kind of the, traditional way that that is how and when they would receive notice that way. And then even 
they may not even see that there is a recommendation because when once you approve your minutes at your next meeting, that's when then I send to the city clerk the approved minutes. And when I do that, there's um, a template that's placed on top that's very noticeable. So then the city council sees there's been this recommendation made to us. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It, it, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm just like, it mostly highlights bureaucracy. I wonder if um, either our chair or vice chair would be willing to um, just email then this text to um, all the members of city council and um, the school board. I, I could do it. I'd be fine. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're going to send our letter. Well, we're going to send the letter that Scout was put together, mm -hmm. and then can we just send them together? Or yeah, I think that if you include the original letter attached in the same like or, or in the same attachment or as a separate attachment in the same email, that so I can, I can do that if I can send the letter and send the. Okay recommendations from TRC. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, either Chastity or Steph, can you forward this then to um, Commissioner Krebs? Yeah. And I, I just did want to note that on this, it has um, Jason Glass as chair of the commission and his um, term ended um, in December. And so currently the, um, they have to vote for their next chair at their January meeting. So you, you could just probably address it to the Iowa City Human Rights Commission because if oh, you, okay. if, yeah, because Jason is not a member anymore. So, okay. yeah, because I think their meeting isn't until like the third week of the month or something like that. The fourth, oh, the very fourth. close. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we're on to. Item number nine, is that correct? Okay. Um, talk procedure, procedures and protocols for the meetings. Um, one thing that um, Chassie and I have kind of been discussing and in looking forward towards our meetings is trying to be you know, consistent, concise, um, and also make it so that everybody knows um, how the meeting is going to be run, what the people that are coming in, as well as um, the members. It's going to be probably an ongoing thing <laughs> until we can get something together. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was that um, agenda items, when we can have them in so that they get to get to Stephanie in plenty of time. <laughs> um, and I think Let's see, because right now we've been scrambling like literally like the day that they should be notified. <laughs> so what we're going to propose is maybe like by the um, the Thursday. It's like next Thursday, anything that we want to be on the agenda for the next meeting, you know, to get it to, you know, Chastity and myself, the chair and the vice chair, um, which we will. Uh, pass it on to Stephanie. And also at the same time, if we can know that who's going to be present at the meeting and who's not, so we can know ahead of time also if there is going to be a quorum. Um, and that way, I, hopefully by uh, 
is the end of the day Friday, first thing Monday. Stephanie, you'll have it and we can be able to get it posted in a timely manner. You get like an email reminder on that, on those like Thursday befores as a reminder of like, um, to ask us for, are you going to be at the meeting mm -hmm. and do you have any agenda items just so, I mean. Yeah, yes. And actually if um, we can get like preferred mode of communication. So if email is your preference, yes, we can send an email or if there's texts, whichever. Um, that we just we know everybody's heard us and get things back. So that would be that would be great. <laughs> um, would we have a mechanism for like late add-ons just in case you know some big event in the community happened the, the um, Saturday after that email went out and um, we wanted to address it? Yes, I think if that would be the case, probably call. Make sure you um, instead of doing like an electronic format if you could call one of us so we know ahead of time then we can get um get to Stephanie in time that'd be that'd be fine okay. also um I just wanted to preface and I, I'd love Stephanie to talk about this um she's talked to me several times it's really um important to let the the public know um with more um as much time in advance of what our agenda is so that's another reasoning for try to to get us all um on the same page a little bit sooner. Um, just because um, right now we're kind of giving sometimes 48 hours, 24 hours notice. And correct me if I'm wrong in what I'm saying, Seth. No, I mean, under Iowa law, the agenda has to be posted 24 hours prior to the meeting, but that's, that's the deadline, right? That's not the goal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I, I think as a, public board, um, the, the sooner that the community can get that information, they have more time to, to read it. Um, if there's something in it that they want to discuss, it gives them more time to plan to either Zoom in or come in person to the meeting. And I think even just for each of you as board members, it gives you an opportunity to be fully prepared for the meetings. If you're getting it 24 hours before, you might be able to glance at it depending on what your next day looks like. So it's just, it would be, I think, just beneficial all around. And um, also, of course, if there's any um, last minute uh, things happen, people are sick, things, uh, we're going to be as flexible as possible. This is just to make it um, a little bit easier for everyone. Do we have any other thoughts on this? I think that's it. This is Commissioner Krebs. Um, I think the point about the public being notified of our agenda is an excellent point. We do want them involved and be able to speak if they have questions or concerns or input. Um, so I think that's fair having some, um, you know, some organization and consistency. And if there's supposed to be materials that need to be included in the packet rather than, um, or at least posted rather than waiting to like the meeting date would be good too. So, okay. This is Commissioner Johnson. Only other thing I have uh, is how do we make sure that the public knows what's going on and uh, how are we going about really making sure that they are kind of tuning into us a little bit more? Because I feel like that would be really helpful if we can kind of make sure it's always around so people have access to it, they know where it is. And then more likely we might have more people that'll be attendees from uh, 
public and everything. Uh, we have any thoughts or ideas on how we're going to do that? I know a lot of things are going to be word of mouth. I mean, mouth. I feel like word of no. mouth is kind of really hard because, I mean, if we could, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just shooting off the cuff here, but uh, there's a billboard or anything like that somewhere that just has that information sitting there. So if people are, you know, just. Are, are, you, are you sorry? No, 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 no. Are you talking about like our uh, our meetings or are you talking about like our future activities once we have facilitators? About both, really. Uh, our meetings in general. So people have access to it. And if you're curious, you can always look and check things out. And then if you have truth, you can give truth. Like I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people might not know about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Honestly, there's a lot of people who are just very in tune with everything else going on because with the people that I've talked to, they like, oh, that's nice. So you, you guys got that. And I'm like, wow, there's been a lot going on <laughs> this entire time. But I've heard from so many people that they didn't even know. Uh, they're, I don't know, just not keeping in tune with it. So however we can make sure that it's understood what we're doing, I feel like that looks better for the city and as well. It just it shows that we are making an honest effort to make sure that we are bringing the com community and getting them more involved. I mean. Well, that's. I guess some of the things we wanted, hopefully we can put together in these like procedures and protocols, like maybe, you know, social media, you know, Facebook page or whatever kind of um, mode of communication to, to get the word out. Uh, so um, appreciate it. This is commissioner Dillard. Um, yeah, I definitely um, hear your frustration commissioner. Um um, Cliff, I, I know we've had these conversations multiple times about how can we get the word out because as we all know, um, people don't really know as much as we'd like them to know about us. I think um, we also probably know that we're really, um, we can't do anything without any money. We, we don't have access to money right now. So a billboard would be great. We don't have money for that right now. Um, but I, I know we can make those plans. Um, I still, I know we've talked many on many occasions and I don't want to get too far off of this agenda item, um, but if, if anyone wants to work on more ways of visibility, let's get together outside of the commission so we can build that plan, so we can do stuff on our own before the proposal um, team is solidified and we can do stuff now. And then when they're finally solidified, we can do the stuff that's going to cost money. Um, that's my thought on it. Um, I, I, there are definitely things, ideas I have, and I know other commissioners have had some ideas that I think would be worth working on, um, that we, I mean, we can talk about, but we'd have to do things outside of the, out of the meeting. So that's what I'm thinking. That's good to go. Uh, actually just in sitting there thinking, I, I have a couple ideas and thoughts myself. So I, I think that'd be great. Okay. Yeah, I'll reach Yeah, go ahead. I'm just, I was just asking Stephanie if um, the Office of Equity and Human Rights has like a regular newsletter that they send out to the public or? Yeah, we, we do. We also have an Instagram page, so. We get like a small box saying that the <laughs> yeah, CRC meets yeah, every yeah, Thursday, every other. Definitely. And early on in this endeavor, I had actually tried to solicit board members to like send me a bio and a picture okay. so that, you know, people, you know, can associate a name with the face and what you're doing. And so, I mean, that offer is, is certainly still there. So if anybody wants to be featured, um, please just reach out to me and we'll set up a time for um, 
communications to take a professional shot and you know you can get me the things that you would like to highlight and we just kind of go from there how often does that's a great idea sorry i'm sorry how often does that go out well so um usually once a month but we're a you know an office of two and there was a while where i was by myself for three months and so then it was bi-monthly because i just can do it every month <laughs> I would love for us to do something like that. I think it'd be great for every commissioner to be featured um, for that and other areas as well. This Commissioner Johnson, you got me excited. So I'm going to say um, <laughs> the thought I had was uh, uh, it would definitely cost the city something, but I feel like it's a part of growing as a city and becoming a better city there's any type of way we can have certain areas that have digital informational billboards that we can always have something that just pops up for everybody to see, make it as easy access as possible throughout the city. I know this is something that's down the line and it would take some discussion and it would take a lot of money and so on and so forth. But to get the ball rolling on that for future, uh, I think is a great idea. And especially in every single one of our committees, every single one of our groups, I mean, in human rights, truth and reconciliation, et cetera, everybody. Uh, just an informational board here for Iowa City. That's all. So something along those lines would be great. I didn't want to forget, so I want to make sure I at least say it out. <laughs> and, and I just want to add, if there is content that you as a group think would be nice to post on Instagram, you know, you, you can certainly reach out and let me know that the, the, the hiccup to my existence in Instagram is that communications ultimately has, you know, the approval of what can get posted and what, and what can't, or what they, you know, don't want to be posted. But I, I can say I haven't had much experience where that's been a problem, mm -hmm. but I just want to throw that out there that it's not necessarily what Stephanie says. It's what a different department says. So. Okay. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about the procedures and protocols. It's going to be an ongoing thing. So we'll be probably seeing on the agenda the next however many meetings. And so getting input and that kind of thing. Any other comments? Um, maybe just to follow up on kind of the offer that Stephanie is providing us. How would the commission feel if I... Um, started to coordinate among the nine members maybe we could do like a three-part series of like meet the commission meet the trc and like three of us could come together in conversation for a photo we could have like a short interview and that could go out um you know in each monthly newsletter for the next three months um i'm not sure how quickly we can organize some of these like interviews or meetings but would that be something that everyone's interested in or i think that sounds a great idea all of the above yeah there you go um then i will figure out the best way to assess availability and uh, wrangle people together and then coordinate with stuff about them, something like this. Thank you, Kevo. That's great. Actually, um, kind of thinking ahead, like for our next meeting, would we want to maybe do it as like a work session kind of do more brainstorming about, I mean, like getting the word out, the social media and all that, instead of 
Something that's specifically geared towards that, right? Yeah. I I um I hear the urgency. I think that the I mean, we're already doing a pretty good job at like making these meetings public. You guys are doing a good job at um, encouraging us to get agenda items <laughs> quicker. Um, we are waiting on a budget. Um, and so like most of the stuff that we can do in terms of communication has to go through the office anyway. And so I think that this is a pretty good start, but uh, that's just my opinion. I'm not sure how much more we can do before we have proper facilitation. Just my opinion on things. Okay. I, I would echo uh, what Commissioner, Commissioner Rivera just said. I, I think that if um, people have ideas, um, we should come together, obviously not in quorum, and, and put those ideas together. I think doing a, a, a work session is going to make it a little bit harder. Um, it's going to be a little bit harder to do a social media plan like that versus just having like a couple people come together and present a plan. I say that from just working, like my job is um, to to work in social media and all that. So it's my thoughts. If there's no more comment on item nine, we can go on to announcements. Uh, this is Commissioner Johnson. I just want to say Happy New Year, everybody, and I hope everybody had happy holidays. And uh, uh, appreciate you all and the hard work you guys have been putting in. And New Year, let's keep it rocking. That's all. That's all I have for right now. Thank you. I'll just say that, um, you know, the city, the university are planning um, some different um, MLK related events. And so I hope. Um, we all pay attention to what is being offered to us and take part in whatever capacity that we can. Um, if you're lucky enough to get the day off, um, congratulations. If you're still working hard that day, thank you for uh, the work that you do. This is Commissioner Dillard. I also want to say Happy New Year. Um, and just also say I'm so grateful for this commission and everyone on this uh, team. I also want to um, put it out there. Um, Commissioner uh, Gathua, she unfortunately lost her sister last month. So I would love for us to just um, put out thoughts and prayers for her. And uh, she did return today and has a cold. So just putting that out for her um, that we are just thinking about her. Absolutely. Hello, um, I just wanted to, uh, this is uh, Commissioner Skowasnobis, I just wanted to um, make an announcement uh, about uh, the false climate solution uh, CO2 pipelines, which are slated to run rampant throughout this entire state. Um, they won't necessarily going straight through Johnson County, but very close um, up near Cedar Rapids. Um, it's the Wolf Pipeline that will be in our area. And there will be um, more uh, uh, educational events happening very soon on behalf of Great Plains Action Society and other organizations uh, working to stop these uh, pipelines throughout the state. Um, and uh, a lot of larger events happening 
um, at the Capitol in Des Moines. Uh, and if you know folks in Cedar Rapids, you know, please connect with them and see if they make sure they know about it. Everybody can go to carboncapturefacts.org to find out so much more important information about these very, very dangerous uh, pipelines that frankly really do affect um, uh, people of color. Um, uh, and right now, in terms of who is being uh, communicated with about these coming through, uh, you know, neighborhoods. It's only uh, white landowners at the moment. Um, and so uh, Great Plains has been doing the best we can to educate and get in contact with uh, communities uh, of color, um, like uh, in Fort Dodge and Sioux City uh, and other places so that we can make sure that just because you, you're not a white landowner it doesn't mean that your voice doesn't count and that you know these dangerous pipelines that can literally kill you because they will asphyxiate you if they leak um uh you know you, you shouldn't be heard right um i'd also encourage everybody to look up satarsia mississippi um co2 pipeline explosion and see what happened to a black community there um and you know how they almost died and um i really want to uh start spreading the word in that and about these to uh, people in Johnson County. Commissioner Krabs, I'd just like to back up what Scow said. Please do look into what happened in Starship, Mississippi. That was pretty bad. That's, that's a, an example of what will happen if we have a leak. Any other announcements? I, I was just going to say real quick that um, I passed out some notebooks and the goal of the notebooks is they, um, you can organize it how you want, but the information that is included in it so far um, are meeting minutes for the last six months. And so as you're approving minutes, you might want to, you know, keep the the most recent ones in there just so that you can kind of refresh from where you, you left off at the last meeting. It also has the um, a copy of the Iowa um, Open Meetings and Records Law. So if there's ever a, a question, you can reference that that's in there. And then most importantly, it has a copy of the resolution. So we talk about the resolution a lot, but very uh, few times have we had it in front of us. And so, it, you know, if this is something hopefully that I try to get the smallest binder I could find, but, you know, you can come back and forth to meetings and that way everybody has the same information in front of them. And I just think being able to reference the resolution when you're, you know, discussing things may may help um, and assist in, in this journey, so. It's Commissioner Johnson, I'm just, uh, I know I'm breaking protocol again right now, I apologize, but I'm gonna say thank you. I wish I would have thought of that when it was my time for my announcement, but I would like to say it for all of us, I guess, right now, because I know we're not supposed to be saying anything, but oh, thank you. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Good night. Bye, everyone.